Welcome back to Chunky Glasses Podcast, boys and girls. I am Kevin, as usual. Uh, last week, you might have noticed we took the week off. It was a much-needed vacation. A much enjoyed vacation for Memorial Day. Uh, we are back now, though. Uh, all, all raring to go for the rest of the year. Uh, originally, we were going to be talking about the new album from the band Girl Pool this week. Then something wonderful and amazing happened. An album that we have been looking forward to for quite some time now dropped late Thursday night. I am talking about uh, Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiments album Surf. That album features one Chance the Rapper, uh, Chancellor Bennett. Uh, his album Acid Rap was one of my favorite albums of 2013, so suffice to say, might have had an excite upon uh, getting this in my ears and finally getting my hands on it. Uh, that being the case, figured might as well go ahead and knock this one out. So I invited Paul down to the basement uh, and invited uh, my friend Marcus Dowling, who many of you have heard on this podcast, but you know him from elsewhere. Is uh, is a man about the the media world writing millions of words and whatnot. Uh, so always a pleasure to have him down here. I do want to say we had a little, uh, some technical difficulties with his audio channel. Uh, so did a little work to clean it up, but there might be some times when you're like, is he there? Or is he just Skyping in? I assure you, uh, he was down here. Uh, had a good time hanging out this afternoon as always. So, uh, Got Paul and Marcus down here. Talk a little bit about actually Marcus's new thing. Uh, he's doing a uh, Patreon campaign, amongst other things, where you can essentially uh, support him by paying a dollar a month and uh, get a certain amount of content from him every month. It's going to be new content, uh, maybe some old content in there, but but basically you're supporting somebody who who you believe is doing good work, uh, which I also support. So I'll be supporting him. You do that too. Uh, also talking about vinyl for Netflix, a uh, story that popped up in the last two weeks. And we're going to be talking about the story that broke last week where uh, the deal that Spotify made with Sony was published. It was one of those in the uh, Sony hacks. And it, as we've always said, it does not look good for the labels. Um, but uh, you're going to hear more about that soon. Uh, also, you may be sick of hearing about Louis Weeks. I don't care, though, because... He made one of the best albums of 2015 to date. Uh, that album, Haha, ha, is available now on Bandcamp. Uh, you can stream it there, or and you can pay what you want. I'm going to suggest you at least throw down five bucks as a supporter of the arts. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you are. Uh, I might give them a little more. And hey, if you want to be that special person who says... Here's $10,000 for your album, Louie. Uh, I also encourage that. As, as a little, uh, just a little, I guess, preview of that, uh, you can go back and listen to our podcast. We did an interview with him last week, and we talked about a song in there called White Moth. Played a little bit about that. That is my favorite song on the album, so we're going we're gonna to play that at the end of this podcast. So if all you care about is Louie Weeks, you don't care about Chance the Rapper, you don't care about The Social Experiment or Donnie Trumpet, and skip to the end, you'll be able to uh, get a taste of White Moth. But really, uh, I think you're going to have a better time if you just strap in and, and enjoy this whole thing. So that having been said, this is a longer podcast, so might as well just get right on to it. So here you go. This is episode number 118 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we are finally able to talk about Donnie Trumpet and the Social Experiments' masterful new album, Surf. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just a shit sandwich. 
I will roll the record up and everyone gets me. That right there is a logical fallacy. To the basement, everybody. Uh, took a week off. Paul, welcome back. Uh, Thank you. Marcus, I am happy that you're here for a variety of reasons. Uh, when we took this week off, did not think we would be coming back so soon to something uh, I know I have. I think you've wanted to talk about for a real long time. Uh, last, was it Thursday? Yep. Chance the Rapper, Donnie the Trumpet and Social Experiment, finally fucking drop surf. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, people, you don't understand. Um, Kevin and I, we're, we're good friends. Kevin will email me every other week and ask me about surf. Because, you know, I work in the rap industry and, you know, I write about rap a great deal. And, you know, I, I tend to have an inside mm-hmm. scoop on these things. And I've heard nothing about surf other than chances enjoying life. That's all I hear. Yeah. Anybody who ever talks about chance rappers is like, chances having fun. And you're like, well, what about surf? Chances having fun. And you're like, oh. Okay, so what about surf? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's like that's where. And, and finally, and we we quite literally e- emailed each other at the same time when it popped up on Twitter. It was like, holy shit! <laughs> I, mean, uh, I I accidentally stayed up till two in the morning because I had to listen to it twice. Uh, Friday was not a good day, except for the fact that surf was in the world. So exactly, uh, we're going to be talking about surf uh, this week. Finally, uh, before we get to that. Uh, got a few news items. First one actually involves you, Marcus. Yes. So you are embarking on, on a little bit of a new project here. Of course I so, am. I can tell yeah, about it. Yeah. Um, okay, so go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, patreon.com slash Marcus K. Dowling. That's me, uh, M-A-R-C-U-S-K-D-O-W-L-I-N-G. Um, what Patreon does is that it connects content creators of all sorts Directly with the people who are surfing the internet, interacting with their work. Um, whether you're a band or you're like me, you're a writer, or if you're an artist, what Patreon allows you to do is that you can create a page where you can get people to pay either monthly or per, pro- per project to be directly connected to your work. Uh, this cuts out the middleman. And uh, for me, as a content creator, being able to cut out the middleman means that I'm able to give you, the reader, um, an unfiltered vision of the way that I see the world and the way in which I work and the way in which I create. So as opposed to reading my work on, say, Hip Hop DX, where I have an editor and there's a site and there's a deadline, mm-hmm. and I may write the piece on Monday, but you won't see it until Next July. Month. Yeah. You know, so I, I – and, and I don't operate that way. Like for me as a creator right now, I notice how fast the world is moving. So for me, I want to be able to – Listen to the ASAP Rocky album. Uh, this will be going live after June 1st, but my, my Patreon page uh, launches June 1st with a review of ASAP Rocky's album. So I listen to ASAP Rocky's album, and I want to be able to get a review to people who are interested in what I think about this mm-hmm. record 
immediately. Yep. You know, like, and that's, that's the joy of it, you know, and like, unless you're in that top one percentile of internet journalists where, you know, you have a, you know, like vested, you know, like invested uh, fan base and you have an invested, you know, like position at a site. You're not going to get that. Like, I, I can't write a review and, right. tell an, and tell an editor, get that up immediately. Right. But now I have that ability. So for people who, you know, follow what I do and read what I write, um, you can go there and it's a dollar a month, literally a dollar a month for 15 pieces in a month. I'm not going to clutter your inbox. We're not going right. to do this, that, or whatever. Uh, it's 15 uh, pieces for a dollar, literally a dollar. Um, I look at it like this. Um, you say like, Hulu, uh, you pay seven ninety nine. Uh, Netflix, you pay nine ninety nine, and that's like unlimited content. Right. I'm giving you fifteen pieces. So my fifteen pieces, as opposed to ten thousand movies, a uh, dollar feels pretty fair. So, yeah, and and it's yeah. in line with another project you're working on, Random Nerds. Yeah, so Random Nerds, doing right. Something where uh, they're going to publish the piece, and you get paid a fee, but you, people can also like yeah. give you money if they want to. Right. Um, I, I think a lot of this is actually going to play into the conversation we're going to have about the release strategy for uh, totally. Chance the Rapper, but uh, it's it's an interesting new model. It's it's fascinating to me because it's not like the Kickstarter where you're begging for money. You're yeah. you're saying I'm giving you this. Giving <laughs> it's a, it's right. a transaction. It's it's where we're going with uh, with like labels, especially in the music industry, with labels kind of quote unquote dying. I mean, I don't think labels will ever die, but their 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 position will change. Um, you're cutting out the middleman because you don't need a middleman anymore. Right. Like if we, if the internet says that we could do anything and you could access anything at any time, then, then what's the purpose of a middleman? So with, with where Patreon is headed, I like Patreon especially because I think that they're the answer and they're that bridge between people just throwing things out for, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. or people being able to say, okay, you're a fan of what I do. So here's what you do. Pay me $5 a month and what you'll be able to get is all of my music or whatever music I'm releasing and you'll have access to it. You'll be able to download it, trade it, you know, share it, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's where we're headed. I think, honestly, like the next step for a, a Patreon or whatever service, I mean, there'll be more. Like Patreon, I think, is, an op- is, is a door that opens to a lot of other stuff. And you'll end up where you'll be able to literally download an app to your phone. And through that app, you'll be connected to all of the groups and artists and writers and painters that you're connected to via right. a place like Patreon, and all of their content will be there, almost in a sense like Spotify. Yeah, where you know you go there, and but you're already paying. It's not like Spotify where right. you're paying. You know, the artist is getting paid, and you're paying for what you want. Yeah, like, exactly. What's right. on there is is right. exactly it's so. Yeah, I think that's where the future is headed. So I mean, just like thank God for Patreon reaching out to me to do this. Yeah, and you know, like I think that. Just uh, check out my page and then check out anybody else's page, too. You know, if you're a fan of Gilbert Gottfried, yeah. he's on Patreon. So, you know, like, it's whatever. You know, I just Paul, maybe we're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> everybody will be there. Don't worry. There's, there's space for everybody. So. I think people will give us about a nickel for this podcast <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> once. <laughs> I was going to say that. Or, my, my, my Patreon page would be pretty empty. It's like a couple of top ten lists. <laughs> <laughs> um well, that's awesome. We're going to put those in the show. Thanks, notes. thanks. And, uh, I appreciate it. And really I, do. I really hope that works out for you. Yeah, it's, I think it's so. Fantastic. Uh, good. Given the uh, curation mention of that, I think uh, one of the, we got two vinyl stories and, and one streaming story to talk about. I'll, I think we'll talk about the vinyl one first. 
uh, or the, the vinyl Netflix. It was a service that kickstarted a while back, uh, VNYL, because Tron. Yeah, just yeah. leave all the things. Uh, kickstarted, they had a goal of $10,000. They raised uh, $36,000. And the gist of it all is... All from Brooklyn. <laughs> all. <laughs> all. <dollar>. Boom! <laughs> maybe, some, maybe some some weird stoners from from De- uh, Denver? Yeah. Maybe? yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Here, here's where we're going to find out. Here, because the, the, there's an article in here that you should read because uh, and it was done on Stereogum. Some fascinating like accounts of, of why this is going bad. The gist is they hand curate three albums a month. They send them to you. And then you send back what you don't like. And keep however much it's twenty four dollars a month, and and so this is Columbia House. No, no, it it is, but hold, <laughs> but hold on, hold on for somebody. It, it, Columbia House would be legal. This is uh, no, yeah, this yeah. Is an issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the article, and I'm not going to get in the. I think I did send this to you, but so for people who live in towns that don't have record stores, something right. this is an actual, and who don't necessarily uh, take a lot of time to uh, to like think about what they want to put in their head. They just like somebody send it to them, and they don't have to look at anything. I mean, it is unfortunately the way a lot of things in the world yeah, are going. Yeah. But um, so that that was the plan. Um, once they launched, they uh, they certainly mailed out the three albums a month, and you know you filled out this little questionnaire. Um, but they didn't send a way to send it back, and so people were like, "Well, what what do I do with this beat up?" Uh, John Denver Live album that <laughs> was clearly a dollar because what they actually did is went and and seemingly raided uh, these garage sales and like bargain bins at record stores around here mm-hmm. pulled up all these great old vinyls that sound like shit but great old vinyls that you can get for like a dollar and are and are like hilariously mismatching like what the customer is saying they want with saying no but we hand curated this um and then. <laughs> and then use some of the money to open in a brick and mortar record store. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that was the goal. That was the goal. Let's let's. let's that was let's, the goal. I mean, obviously, that was the goal to and, open and, a record and, store. And here, here's the thing. And this gets into uh, the way beats started, and I think like title mm-hmm. is starting to. I don't need people to fucking curate my music, and I don't think most people do. I think there are media outlets like you're writing and stuff. Yeah. You know what we do on this podcast and stuff. That's a type of curation, but like this heavy handed sitting there and being like, we're going to pick this out based on an algorithm or like in beats case originally was a title. It is, I think it's like, we're behind the scenes working for you. It's like, well, I, I I'm going to slightly disagree because okay. I, I, I agree with you from my own perspective because I read about music a fair bit, not as much as YouTube, but right. I, I yeah. still read enough where I can get a good idea of what I want to listen to. I know a lot of people that when I talk to them about music, they have no idea what's going on other than what pops up, and they're fine with that. And they like these these features where it's like the like audio chooses the next song for you, or there's Spotify playlists, or well, that, or Pandora. A well, lot of people who a lot of people who use Pandora are I'm like this. About, what, I, what I'm talking about is is people like hand picking your your playlist okay play. i mean yeah i mean hand curating might be a little bit different but you said algorithm and pandora is basically an algorithm that yeah, just yeah, takes yeah. the like the input you've well, given that's, them. that's radio based on yeah, the thing. you find, like, you find I, one I artist you like yeah. and then it's all thumbs up thumbs down and it modifies the algorithm based right. on that or payola or whatever yeah, they that, do. that was that was okay so like all right I had, I had a temp job once um where i was uh stuffing envelopes yeah and i had a computer next to me this is like maybe almost 10 years ago and I used to listen to Yahoo Radio. And I literally, like, 
hand-selected through every single song they played on every single station. Yes, no, up, down. Did that every <laughs> single time. So, like, I feel okay with curation on that level. Like, this is long before I was writing about music, like, you know, yeah. for a living. So, I'm okay with, I'm okay with, like, telling people yes, no. Like, just every time we play a song, let us know if you like it. Um, that's fine. Um, having some person hand-select something for me, I don't trust that person. I trust myself. No. Here's That's what, what, what hand-select means. Hand-select means that we have all these other artists on this label. Yeah. And and what's on the charts. And you're going to like this. It's not actually going into like other types of music. It's not adventurous. It's not. And like you said, well, sometimes you don't want that. Mm-hmm. And and I agree that, that there is a subset of that. But to base your whole platform Oh well, if we're going back to the to the vinyl thing, the, yeah. there's so many problems with this. And the biggest, <laughs> the biggest one being that people like immediately were like, "This isn't legal. What you're saying, you right. do because yeah. you're not allowed to just like rent albums. There's court rulings yeah. on that. Yeah. Like you can't do it. Yeah. So that's what I mean. That's why there was no real way to send it back without digging through the minutia of the website right. or something right, like right, that. Right, like right, they, right. That you can't have a Netflix for vinyl. It no, just doesn't work. It doesn't. Yeah. It, I, I mean, they are uh, theoretically in the process of reforming that law. I mean, because you can do it for DVD. DVDs slip through yeah. under the... How, how many how many laws are actually getting reformed these okay. days? Okay. So, I mean, so, just <laughs> because the internet says you can do anything doesn't mean you should do everything. That's true. That's true. Just, um, just because you can kickstart anything doesn't mean you should do anything. <laughs> I, I still want to give a shout out to the guy that followed me who had the uh, the potato salad recipe. <laughs> that, guy. Like that guy that guy followed me on twitter and it made like my week like maybe like a month ago like i was so happy i was like social media thank you were you as excited when chris Barron from spin doctors followed me that was pretty great man that was pretty exciting no that, i'm like legitimately excited like but then he unfollowed me sure so me and me and chris Barron got some beef now but Obviously, yeah. obviously, because man, I used to play the Spin Doctors when I was a radio DJ at summer camp. Oh yeah. Uh, so two prints so, opened up every single show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, vinyl, vinyl, whatever it's called. Uh, it's I, I haven't checked. This was actually from a couple weeks ago, so it I'm guessing is in a state of demise right now. But we'll put something in there. Follow up in other vinyl news, though. Um, I think everybody here is familiar with Record Store Day. Yeah. Uh, it is a flawed thing now. I think it started with really great intentions, but now you have uh, major labels being like, oh, look at this surprise Jack White printed on pink vinyl. You can get nowhere else. Stuff being produced exactly for it. So, But a lot of people who buy all this stuff uh, are still buying into it. So now uh, there's going to be Vinyl Tuesday. Course. Every day can be a record store day, uh, which means basically <laughs> that all these thi- all these all, all, all these collectibles, uh, which I think you'll be able to talk about this a little, Paul, given you collect some things. I do collect some things. So, all, oh, you, you look like your feelings are about to get hurt. Uh, all these, Waiting for it. Right all, here. <laughs> all all these collectibles and and stuff that is would come out rare rare in in quotes and stuff is now going to be produced. And ship to stores every Tuesday. Uh, my take on it, my one of my takes on it is this effectively is going to kill the independent record store dead uh, because they have no cachet, no, no, no cachet anymore. There's nothing special. But Paul, from a collectible standpoint, well, you see this in the collectibles market all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's 
once things get popular enough, then everybody wants to get in on the game and then it becomes you flood the market. It's what happened with baseball cards in the in the late 80s, early 90s. Totally. And totally. Honestly, it's what's happening with a lot of like uh, with, with it's happened with various toy lines before. And it's kind of happening with that right now where you've got all these like nerd swag boxes and things that get put out there. And you're always going to have the stuff that's like the real top end. There's always going to be like a niche market. Right. And there's still going to be that for vinyl. But when you start saturating the market, you you lose the collectible space because, A, people don't have unlimited money to spend. And, B, you make your product that was supposed to be mm-hmm. unique seem commonplace. And when you've got that, mm-hmm. then suddenly these things end up in the dollar bins and then VNYL starts sending them out to their customers and the you know snake eats its tail. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's, it's very much... Uh, I don't buy into. Uh, I mean, we might as well be talking about cassettes too while we're at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I get wanting to collect that shit, but I don't. Uh, but if you if you are going to simply put out your thing because you think it's a cheaper alternative, you know what the cheapest alternative is? Digital. Yes. Yeah. And well, the cheapest alternative is Spotify. But yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, we will get to that. Yeah, we will get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know. I don't buy too much vinyl these days. Uh, I did buy one that actually convinced me to maybe buy a little more, the Beauty Pill album. Uh, that's because Chad Clark, he, his job is to master stuff. The record on vinyl is a masterpiece. It is like unlike anything I've heard. Um, if I can find those, that's sure. fine. But putting, uh, I don't know, not to pick up, like Ivan and Alyosha or whatever on, on you know, a pink or orange vinyl with polka dots like like you're not talking about the actual art of it anymore you're talking yeah. about this product which is uh is sort of gross well and i i think that's that's part of the that's part of the problem right there like you said like th- there are benefits to vinyl i i personally don't collect vinyl at all yeah. um because it seems like too much of a pain but uh most people, that's not what it's about. It's just trying to find, you know, it, it's another way that musicians right now are trying to actually find a revenue stream. Mm-hmm. Like with everybody streaming and streaming doesn't make any money. Most people aren't paying for their paying for their downloads of their albums anymore. It's like you play live or you find a way to sell added upgrades. But this might actually kill some of that revenue stream right. because nobody's going to buy it if everyone's doing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think that like the the main thing to to worry about in this is just like actually no, actually not the main thing to worry about, but the main thing to like be actually be excited about about this because talk about things that worry about that's you know we could do that for hours. But the mm-hmm. things that people should be excited about is that there's a whole new generation of like engineers who like have to go into the studio now and like be like you know the guy from Pretty Pill. Yeah, have to, you have to like really be great at doing this because if you're gonna put out vinyl. You have to master this thing like you have to like nail it every single time. And so there's a generation now, I think, of engineers and people who produce, you know, like not like EDM producers, but like people who like, you know, produce like, you know, albums yeah. who have yeah. to like really go in now and like know their craft. Well, I, it's it's almost becoming essential that the art return to it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're always going to have pop. I mean, this this is it's another podcast we're going to do later on this year, but we'll touch on it since you're here. Yeah, uh, you're always going to have pop. That's always one thing. Indie rock has become pop. Yeah, and you have, uh, if anything, that Beauty Pill album, uh, the Patrick Watson show I saw this week, 
uh, informs you is that like a lot of people just suck, <laughs> and and if your last resort is to be participating in all of this, you yeah, know, and that's and then maybe you see a little bump in sales of a product that maybe you should have spent more time on right. making your art better. Yeah, uh, you know, it's just yeah. It's coming. It's right. coming. Like, I, I, I mean, uh, Darian asked me to compile a uh, top ten or top five or six recently of the mid-year, and none of it is what I expected it would be going in this year, yeah. and all of it is made by musicians who, uh, quite frankly, other people can't make that music because they aren't good enough musicians. Yeah. like I think that's the one. That's, it's funny. We were talking about the um, the, the Kendrick album. We, I said this, uh-huh. and I'll say it again. If records don't sell, if music doesn't sell, mm-hmm. we, we, we've convinced people that music doesn't sell, then you have no reason to go into a studio and do subpar work. There's, there's really no reason because if it's not selling, and then why, A, why are you recording? And B, if, you're, if you figure out why you're recording, then you should make it per- as perfect as you possibly can make it because nobody's going to buy nobody's it anyway. Gonna, nobody's going to sell it. Doesn't you, you, yeah, all, so, all that risk. Is yeah. Like, and then the only risk you have is the artistic and emotional right. risk. You better go in and like do the damn thing. Like really yeah. go in and like make this as good as you know how to make it. And you know, artists who don't do that, like you're really missing out on what the music industry is now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my thought. So vinyl Tuesday coming to a, there's no more big box. So coming to something near you, I don't know where the hell it's going to be. Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, there you go. Walmart. Walmart God. and Whole Foods. God. Whole Foods. Damn it. Whole Foods, man. Oh, man. Whole Foods. Final <laughs> oh, Tuesday coming to Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Yes. Ah. Park my fixie outside and pick up my vinyl. I got to go in the back and barf, guys. <laughs> um, I'm going to get some quinoa and the new, you know, uh, Jack White record. That's what I would do. Nice. <laughs> Going down. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm afraid to look that up because I'm pretty sure that's. About <laughs> uh, last in the stories uh, today, we got the uh, uh, great article on, on The Verge, which is a, a tech site. I forget some people. It was like TechCrunch or something left and formed The Verge. It's been around for a couple of years. Uh, basically, uh, all, when Sony got hacked, people were looking at all the movie stuff. But in there was the Spotify deal. <laughs> That is up now on the Verge site. Again, we'll have the link in the show notes. Um, short version is $42.5 million in advances, $9 million in free ad spots. And, Paul, you can explain this to people, uh, me, basically, because I'm stupid and you're a lawyer. Um, Sony has a most favored nation clause in there. I mean, the the basic, and I haven't read the details of the no, contract, no, but, that, but the, the basic for most favored nation is basically if they give another company a better deal, Sony gets to match it. Yeah. So... Like Sony's always going to have the best yes. deal, uh, and and the thing about that is abundantly clear in, in nowhere in this deal is where any of this money goes to the artist. So Marcus, you were here uh, yeah. with Ali when we talked about streaming and stuff, yeah. and what we said then was, stop being angry at these streaming services. Stop <laughs> being they are just a distribution service. It is the label that is completely fucking you, and. You think this is proof? Oh, it's absolute proof. Like you, you knew this going in. Like mm-hmm. Spotify, Spotify needed to hit America with a splash, like or else they would have just stayed in Europe and been really cool and funky and European and you know just weird. So like to hit America with a splash, you have to go to like Sony Records and be like, hey, okay, we're gonna get, like we're just gonna bend over mm-hmm. and just we're gonna take it. So like whatever you guys want to do, like whatever you guys want to like you know structure this deal, and that's what they did. And it's like totally one sided. 
<laughs> Sony mm-hmm. wins out completely. They will always win out because they're the most favorite nation. And ultimately, like, this is the proof that artists are not bad people. It's the labels that yeah. they sign to that are really the bad people. Yep. And I mean, this is something we've known for generations, but this is for this generation the point when you learn it again. That, like, labels have, but labels are used to this. The labels understand. Like, I don't, I don't expect anybody at Sony is like, angry about this revelation <laughs> because labels are engineered to be the bad people like yeah. they know that going in so it's just it's unfortunate look just to, just to throw something else in there though it's your responsibility when you're signing with a label to negotiate your deal yes it is. and i don't think a lot of people get that it's like oh great somebody wants to sign, yeah. <laughs> sign on the dotted line if you're signing a contract read the fucking contract well, here's the like, thing here's the thing that fucks that up and this is something um uh just being a more creative person and you know yeah. dealing with people who are more like logical and whatnot is is that idea of the dream and you have this dream and you're like well i you know i don't need to think through all this because they're going to do this and then i'm going to get my shot to live the dream mm-hmm. and back in like the 70s the best era obviously <laughs> oh clearly no <laughs> so clearly. in retrospect right but, but back then i mean <laughs> then the, 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 there was there was that that was viable, and you could see where a lot of people would get like tricked uh, into that and stuff. Today in 2015, I, I, I agree that you have no excuse. Yeah, in 2015, you, there are resources. You could do a couple of Google searches and find a, and find like examples of good contracts and bad contracts. Mm-hmm. You can find people who will do pro bono legal work representing like representing small artists. Or cheap legal work if you want to pay somebody. You can for contact it. the Future Music Coalition and yeah. they will help so, you. Casey out will happily help you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, there are ways to do it, but I think you're right. People get sucked into the dream, uh-huh. but and then afterwards complain about it, and it's like you don't. You, you should. You you have to think about it before you sign the contract, yep. and not just complain about how little you're making afterwards. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. I was listening to uh, Doctor Hooks cover the Rolling Stone this yeah. morning, which is just that. That's the dream. You know, get my picture on the cover of the Rolling Stone. You get that, but then like everything else afterwards just sucks. Like yeah. that's what it is. You know, like and especially now, like that's why. Again, we'll, we'll get to this with Chance, but Chance is just like. No. At some point, like all yeah. the labels recording him and everybody's like wondering who's Chance gonna sign to? And then Chance is like, Well, none of you guys. <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm good. Like, I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Have at it, but I'm good. I'm exactly. just gonna hang out here with my band and we're gonna do some stuff. Well with that in mind, so that is again, we'll have a link for all the stuff we just talked about up in the uh, show notes. Uh with that in mind I think it is uh, about time to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So uh finally get able to say surf fucking up man she can say in her voice in her way that she like me with her eyes with her smile with her belt with her hands with her money i am the thesis of her prayers her nieces and her nephews are just pieces of the layers only one she loves as much as me is jesus christ and taylor i got a feature song singing for my grandma you sing it too but your grandma ain't my grandma Mine's handmade, pan-fried, sun-dried, south-side, and beat the devil by a landslide, praying with her hands tied, president of my fan club, Santa, something told me I should bring my money. to move it slowly, taking in my body like it's holy, I've been waiting for you for the whole week, I've been praying for you, you're my Sunday, can't you gotta move slowly. 
candy, your peppermint is the truth. I'm pessimistic on Monday. If I had tweaked and missed you, you look so good with the hat on, had to match with the shoes. Came and dressed in the satin, I came and sat in your pew. I come to Christmas for dinner, 50 rolls on my plate. Hella holes in my stocking, holding your pockets in place. I like my love with the budget, I like my hugs with a scent. You smell like light gas while the electricity rent. You sound like why the gospel choir got so tired. Singing this crazy daily basis, so I gotta try it. You my dream, catch a dream, team, team, captain. Matter of fact, I ain't seen you in a minute. Let me take my butt to church. You better come on in. That was uh, Sunday Candy off of uh, Donnie the Trumpet and the Social Experiments. New album, Surf. Uh, featuring. Featuring. <laughs> guest vocalist. Uh, guest vocalist. Uh, one, Chancellor Bennett, a.k.a. Chance the Rapper. Uh, I think it's important to say that this is a Donnie the Trumpet thing. I, I saw a lot of people when it was like leaked or whatever released uh they were like the new chance the rapper album is uh, it's this is not Girl. this is and it, and it's sort of gross when people are doing that uh a, a little background here so uh chance the rapper is uh his name's chancellor bennett 22 years old from chicago uh sort of relocated to la i'm not sure if he's still there right now uh might have been hanging out with james blake that was something that we were talking about he but, was hanging out with yeah james blake. So they were supposed to live together in a house and record an album and, and record an album and <laughs> they might still be coming <laughs> <laughs> paul's holding out yeah. uh in 2012 he released a mixtape entitled 10 day uh which was uh <laughs> not, not a stretch of the description it was it was recorded during a 10-day uh, suspension due to marijuana related activities mm-hmm. um and uh, released a song called Windows, which got him known in Complex. And I believe you've done some work for Complex. Yes, I have. Uh, and it was named one of the 10 new Chicago rappers to watch out for then. Uh, his follow-up to that was 2013's Acid Rap, which was my favorite album of the year. And, Paul, you mocked me. I did mock you. <laughs> you did mock me so uh, at that time. <laughs> um, so that album featured, uh, amongst others, uh, Vic Mensa, Action Bronson, uh, who we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Childish Gambino, who I think is one of the biggest supporters of, mm-hmm. of him right now. Um, packed in soul, psychedelia, social conscience. Um, it was a, uh, to put it bluntly, a motherfucker of an album. It was free. After that, he embarked on a tour uh, with the social experiment. That's where the social experiment came into play with a live band as, as well as some DJs. Uh, I saw that tour at the, and Paul, you're looking at the poster, mm-hmm. at the Fillmore Silver Spring here. Uh, I, Daria and I were the oldest people in the room. Uh, it was one of the most joyful, uh, amazing concerts I've ever been to. Um, since then, he's just sort of been hanging out, teasing us. <laughs> and like, When's it going to drop? He said it was going to drop uh, at a show, and then so for a week, like... Twitter was like, when's it dropping? A week went by and it didn't happen. Uh, finally did this Thursday. Um, Can you imagine how many free dinners Chance the Rapper's had in the last, like, <laughs> 365 days? <laughs> All? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the whole thing. Like, with Chance, it's funny. is like, when you understand he's 22 years old mm-hmm. and you literally have the world at your fingertips, at some point, I'm, thinking, I'm sure you just stopped and said, wait, there are people who just give me things for free for a year and I don't have to do anything. Yeah. At that point, your creative motivation just maybe, maybe, maybe. Either you're making music or you're just eating free dinners. So, so let's get into like the creative motivation of this. By labeling Donnie Trumpet, who was uh, 
Nico Siegel, the the rest of the uh, social experience, Peter Cottontail, Nate Fox, they're all like childhood friends of his yeah. uh, from Chicago. Uh, and this is what got Paul excited in this. Promised a uh, <laughs> a jazz odyssey, through <laughs> 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 unlike anything we had ever heard. We we all had expectations uh, for this coming in. So so actually, I want to start with Paul a little bit. Uh, did it meet? Your expectations. What are, what are we looking at here? Um, well, I think it's I think it's a good album, but it's definitely not the album I expected to hear. No. Like when I hear jazz influenced L.A. hip hop, I'm thinking it's going to be a brain feeder type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, then we're going to and we're going to be hearing something uh, closer to that. Some of the you know some of the vibes that we got off of the uh, off of the new Kendrick mm-hmm. album, or you know, just seeming like he's he's hanging out with the Flying Lotus a little bit more, and this was more of just like upbeat soul groove. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, you you can't get more upbeat than that Sunday Candy song. And if you've seen yeah. the video, I don't, I know you've seen it, but oh, like yeah. I finally watched it last night, and it is, um, I mean, he's he's channeling Michael Jackson at some points. It's just not like, not just upbeat, but like you know, you you kind of get used to a, in, in a lot of music. Seeing some pretty uh, some pretty crude representations of relationships uh-huh. either from like prior Which experiences there is that on this or, album. or fantasies. Absolutely. There are some here, but Sunday Candy, you're just kind of like, oh, that's kind of sweet. It's like, like oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a song about his grandma, yeah. and uh, the video is a dance number. I mean, yeah. and it, it's unlike it, it. You watch it, and you're you're instantly happy. You're instantly just stuff I'm not used to. I have to have feelings now yeah. when I'm talking about this music. Um, but yeah, so Marcus. What your expectations? Um, I I had none because I'm like, okay, Chance is 22. He's hanging out with his friends, mm-hmm. and they're all they're 22 and hanging out. So when you know, I'm thinking, I'm like, okay. So when I was 22, and I like music as much as probably Chance's his friends like music. So I'm like, okay, what was I listening to when I was 22? I'm like, I was driving around and I was listening to like R&B and stuff that I thought that would make me feel like I was older. And I'm like, that that's not a jazz, not a jazz record to me because I wasn't right. listening to Miles Davis. And then I listened to the record, and it's and like I had no expectations. And then I come in and I listen, and now I'm 37, and I'm like, okay. So they tried to make Talking Book, yeah, and they failed at making Talking Book. Sure, you can't, you can't make Talking because you can't Book make again. Talking Book. But they made a great Donny Hathaway record, and I'm yeah. like, and, and I'm sure that they don't even understand what that is because they're 22 years old, right? But they tried to make Talking Book, like they really tried to make a great Stevie Wonder record, and they had all of the you know the flourishes and the pieces and the soul like. In, you know, like intonations and the kind of like free jazz thing a little bit that influenced Stevie too. And mm-hmm. then it's like they, they fell a little short, but they made a great Donny Hathaway record and yeah. made Chance look like he was, you know, like this cool soul man who, you know, is like of the streets. And that's victory. You know, yeah. like, I mean, that's a hell of a victory, but it's not like, and I think that them being so young, mm. they have no idea what they're doing. By by a standard of like by a standard of like you, uh, by a standard of educated studio musicians who go into a room and make a great record, they don't have. I don't know that. about that. I don't think uh, well, they're twenty two. I don't they're, know because so, so my expectations were actually uh, a lot more. A- Acid rap had its moments where it went off. Yeah, but it, in the, as a whole, was a very cohesive statement. Yeah, um, and. Uh, a very personal statement mm-hmm. and stuff. And because uh, Chance the Rapper was t- taking a back seat on this a little bit, which 
isn't true. I mean, he's he's not front and center for a lot of the album, but he's everywhere on the album. Oh no, he's, it's it's like he's he's the band leader. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. actually a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the band leader. I mean, he's step up to the mic. He does, but yeah. uh, um, but I was expecting something a lot more cohesive. This is not uh, in the traditional sense. Yeah, a cohesive album. That said, uh, I think what they delivered was something that uh, might break the mold a little bit of, of what we should expect from anything like this. Yeah. Much like Kendrick Lamar, I think this draws a d- direct line. It assimilates the entire history of black music and brings it up to this point where Chance and these people are working and says, hey, you you can do this. In fact, this is this is the history of, of what we're doing yeah. here. Or any, not just black, anybody who's who wants to do hip hop yeah. or, or anything. Um and does it in a way that feels very uh celebratory. Weird. It's 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 curious to me. I think that we're at this point with uh hip hop as a culture uh-huh. where there's a there's a split that's occurring and it's a great split. Uh-huh. There's a split between like people who do rap and people who do soul. Like yeah. you could be a soul artist and be like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, or Chance, or you could be a rapper mm-hmm. and be like Quavo from Migos, who's on this album. I'm mm-hmm. so glad to hear him because he's a great lyricist. I mean, you don't expect that of someone who's in Migos, but Quavo's a great lyricist. And Big Sean is a great rapper. Mm-hmm. And he's on this record. You know, King Louie, a great rapper. And rap is a thing that's very pop driven and very much driven by a, yeah. a, def- a different standard than making soul music which is like which is being defined now which is amazing as the entire history of black music filtered into an album because you can only make soul albums you can't make soul records you have to make 16 track soul albums Mm -hmm. and like dive into the whole thing which is this like mind-blowing thing to me and i and i'm excited to see like where this goes and to get two of these records in the same year is incredible yeah yeah, I think um, and other guest stars in this are like uh, Busta Rhymes. Busta sounds doesn't he sound so happy? Yeah, like yeah. Doesn't, he, doesn't, doesn't <laughs> he sound like the happiest human in the world to be like asked to be on the record? When I when I heard that song and I went back and looked at who was featured on it, I was like, really? <laughs> that was Busta Rhymes. Janelle Monae, yeah. Uh, yeah. Erica awesome. Badu playing some sort of weird like Mom. space goddess. <laughs> I don't even know what, what's going on. Hot uh, chance. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so those are our expectations of it, but now I want to get into a little more of, of why this album works. Uh, going to play a few tracks on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you, do we want to start with the one that you were digging, Paul? Want to yeah, be sure. cool? Okay. Uh, this is who's who's on this besides him? Everybody. It's like okay, you're Sean, right. Sean is on this record. Um, God, who else? I know that Sean's on this. Jeremiah. Jeremiah, yeah, okay. Yeah, because cause Jer- Jeremiah does the Jer- Jeremiah does hooks better than anybody in R&B for rappers. Well, let's hear some of those hooks, yeah. and then we'll come back in a few minutes. Solid. I don't want to be you. I just want to be me. I don't want to be cool. I just want to be me. Be me. You don't want to be cool. Be cool. 
grew up without a chauffeur. Man, I'm talking straight out the dirt and so fur. Only birds in my city is vultures. I mean, back before I could afford a faux fur. I was off in that debt, me and my mama. Hand-me-downs was the only time I got designer, man. Only class I'm passing is English and math. I don't know, maybe because they both got commas. Maybe because my older bro was on the honor roll and the other one was always up in front of the honor. So I'm in the middle like the line in the divide signs. Spending all my money on girls and Sean John. Way before anybody called me Sean Don. I was dropping 50s, man, to look like 50. Rocking pink polos, man, shit ain't even fit me. Looking for the inspiration that's already in me. All the confidence I was trying to buy myself. If you don't like me, fuck it, I'll be by myself. Spend all this time for you to say I'm fine. I really should have spent it trying to find myself. What up? It's cool with just me. I'm cool being me. I don't wanna be cool. Don't wanna be cool. I ain't gonna be cool. I ain't tryna be cool. I just can't stay cool. Can't stay cool. What's it like being cool? What's it like being cool? I don't wanna be cool. Yeah. I don't wanna be cool. Yeah. I don't want you to be me. I don't want you to be me. You should just be you. Yeah, is being cool that cool? Really? Is being a tool that big of a tool? Is it? it doesn't matter if a nigga's wearing Supreme. If a cool guy shits, his shit's still gonna stay. If a cool guy's cool in the middle of the forest, man, nobody fucking cares. So why don't you just be the you that you know you are, you know, when nobody else is there? Don't be weird, it's easy. And it's so important. Being cool shouldn't cost a fortune. Baby got a jeans from Goodwill. But I bet that ass a good. Still. Okay, let's remember that shopping at Payless It just means you pay less, it don't make you pay less If you don't get retweets, it don't mean you say less, okay? So I'ma post this shitty ass selfie on IG And I don't care if anybody likes it or likes it I don't wanna be cool I ain't gonna be cool I just can't stay cool What's life being cool? I just wanna be cool with uh, pretty much everybody on it um, You were saying it's a very uh, almost childlike song A very... Uh, but at the same time, it is addressing a lot of things in like youth culture where, and hip hop culture where you're like, I have to have the designer clothes. I have to have this. Line about Payless is so. Yeah. Like, God, that, that is fu- both lines about <laughs> yeah, at that just, point. Both damn. lines. The line about that. It's it just like you pay less. A, it's almost like he the wants to And the ass still looks fine. It's like, that is yeah. just like, that. If If I'm a kid and I'm hearing that. And it never occurred to me. Like, you talk about role models, and, and so let's say Chance is the Michael Jordan of rap. Mm-hmm. And so people looking up to him and stuff. And, and he makes this album and he says that to you. All of a sudden, you're like, like my life is going to change. Half of me wants like a Chance the Rapper designer sock line at Payless out of this. Because <laughs> 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 you, you know, Stance socks are $16.99 at DTLR. Yeah. So, you know, if you had, you know, $8. Chance to rapper socks at Payless. Wait, that's a win. Who's got a sock line? At St- a stance like the the the, the line that Jay Z endorses. Oh, okay. That has like Dwayne Title Wade. Title socks and, coming soon. <laughs> yeah, Dwayne Wade and Big Daddy. They have Big Daddy Kane socks, and I'll just put those out there on the podcast. Check out the Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. socks from Stance. They're kind of incredible if you're a fan of rap music. Um, but no, they're also sixteen ninety nine, so kids can't pay that. Right. So I, I just thought that was really cool. Like I'm like, wow, like right there. It is. And if you if you tie that back into like what he does for the community in Chicago still. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, going out he's doing these open mic things which mm-hmm. just randomly Kanye shows up at. If you're a kid in a high school who comes and do this thing, Kanye West shows up and like spits a few verses at you, your life is made. Yeah. <laughs> like you are inspired, you are uh even regardless of whether Kanye's a Whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, 
and setting up stuff for uh, Memorial Day weekend. You know, all these things across the city where he was like, look, we managed to not kill each other. Yeah. Let's, let's try it again. And it, and it works. Um, that, uh, I guess, outward-looking optimism is throughout this entire album. I think that's the main like hit of it though that that between that and like slip slide yeah like, i mean i honestly I, I had a hard time choosing between this song and slip slide when i said what i wanted it's to blowing my mind but in the same way that like the, the reasons i wa- like slip this side like paul mean. you don't have feelings i know well and but, you don't like fun and well but, yeah, but the, the reason is because i thought that those those two songs came the closest to being a statement of purpose for the album and so it's like yeah. when you're talking about what the album means and like you said it's kind of parts of it are kind of disjointed uh-huh. like the this song i think more lyrically directly says like this is what we're all about but slip slide is just kind of like the vibe that they're all about it, 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 so. strap on the roller skates we are slip we are going a, slip slide is a mean record like just yeah. like mean you just hear it and you're like damn yeah that's a record <laughs> like you really Put yeah. your foot in the record. And then you go, is that a kazoo or a slide whistle in there somewhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, you know, with, with that positivity, uh, there's also, and this sort of blew my mind listening to it today, um, there wasn't a lot of acid rap that was tied to traditional like hip-hop. Uh, I think on this, definitely in the back half of the album, it does. Oh, yeah. uh, the track I'm actually thinking about that I want to hear in a minute is uh, Familiar. Um Speaking of the the Michael Jackson though, uh, influence on that video and stuff, when you hear this first little hit of familiar, I mean it's the Jackson Five. Of course it is. <laughs> it's, and we talk about like pulling these soul records in, and you pull like the motherfucker of all soul records yeah. in, and it's like we're gonna lay down the Jackson Five. That is, I think, also a statement of purpose. That is saying, you know, again, it, it's pulling this whole history of stuff, yeah. not just good samples. Um. And and these aren't samples. Like, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what's funny about that. It's funny. We always, we always demonize Spotify mm-hmm. here. It happens. People do this all the time. But one of the great things about being 22 and trying to make a record where you're making like a soul record is you can go to Spotify and you're like, okay, so we like Chance said to us, I want this record to sound like the Jackson 5. Yep. So for not having to like go and buy a bunch of vinyl or have to like buy a bunch of CDs and just literally sit on your laptop in the studio and just go Jackson 5. And then all these Jackson 5 records just pop up. Mm-hmm. And you can just go right in and just it's like... A, it's an instant education. And, and, and it's okay. the argument I've made for uh, piracy in the past. And not and when I make that argument, it's not for piracy. For piracy. I'm just you know saying like it is a thing that happened. And as a result, it expanded everybody's minds yeah but now we have a medium that is legit yeah and instantaneous like i can just because and and to me it's it's crazy because to me that's not why there's not a sampling on this record because these are kids who could hear the whole record and it wasn't about like in the 80s and 90s where like okay you're you're making a rap record so i'm gonna play this record and i'm gonna slice this 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 tape at you know three minutes and five seconds three minutes and 12 (laughs) seconds snatch snatch boom 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 put it into the record no because you you could you could listen to the whole record, then why not like take that whole section out of the record that's a minute and thirty seconds long and just go here, and you're not going to play it the same. You're gonna it's going to be inspired because you 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 don't have to do that anymore because you're you have a band and they're not sampling. Yeah, 
So. Which is a lot. I mean, this is echoing a lot of what we said about uh, Kendrick. But let, let's hear what we're talking about here. This is a uh, this is familiar. We're not going to play the whole song of this one, but uh, at least uh, get into it. Yeah. Cardboard cut out, sharp teeth, smart mouth, smile big, small waist, big hips, cut pace. Forgive me, but you look familiar. Rhyme queen, mean chick, team mom, bad bitch, real bad advice, can't fool me twice. She's the latest model, but these hoes retros. One in a million, but these bitches special. It's two shoes in a pair, two peas in a pie, three peas in appropriate groupies in a mob. Usually I like them to look just like you. You just so usual, you just look used. I need something out of the norm. Foreign just don't seem foreign no more. Just give me the porn, it's like foreign no more. Trying to raise the bar, I was born in a torrent. Got a lot of wipes, more than a morning. CNCs, I ain't even performing. But we met in the life, and we were both cats. Our owners were neighbors, how funny is that? What's funnier is yours had eight different cats. The same shade of black, and I'm blind as a bat. Cardboard cut out, sharp teeth, smart mouth. Smile big, small waist, big hips, cut face. Forgive me, but you These bitches regular, and they smoke regular. These bitches bad, bad bitches regular. County bound ass bitches acting like the federal. That's familiar. Uh, if you had to divide the album into halves, that's right after the, the first half of the album. Um, that song is positive in a different way. It definitely gets into. A, a, we can mention Action Bronson right now. I think what we're talking yeah. about. It gets into uh, the misogyny that can occur, and not just hip hop, but rock and stuff. But yeah. but you're talking about like a bunch of youthful dudes talking about like ladies, you know, what's up? Yeah, and not necessarily in a nice way. Right. Uh, but the the hook and everything is so it's like uh, if I didn't listen to it on headphones, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and Action Bronson is in trouble for. Yeah, North by Northeast, he was uh, scheduled to play, scheduled to play on their main stage. And uh, on his um, Sob Stories um, EP that he released uh, mm-hmm. last year, I forget the name of the single. Uh, you can probably fill it in and give them a link to it you know, on the, uh, the page. But, uh, you know, like that was, you know, seen as by some people as being misogynistic. He has misogynistic lyrics. He has misogynistic lyrics. On the uh, on um, you know, uh, Mr. Mr. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, misogyny is a huge part of why people like Action Bronson because he makes it funny. Because mm-hmm. everything that Action Bronson does is funny. Right. And misogyny being funny in an era where you know we're in like the third wave of feminism just doesn't work, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, and and it's a funny thing we talk about just with hip hop in general when we get to the stuff that I like on this. Uh, can't own this. Yeah. Um, I, I, Chance Rapper album, a lot of it has to deal with like you know issues of uh, dating women and such. Um, misogyny is a part of rap. It, it just is. Yeah. Um, it's it's part of like you know kind of like urban culture in general. You know, kind of like the demonization of, of, of women. That's just kind of like what people talk about. 
especially when you're young. You, mm-hmm. we, we all were 21, 22 at some point. We were all drunk at college parties. We were all in places where, you know, ob- objectifying women is a thing you just do. Yep. So, uh, so at North by North, Northeast, they felt that, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, embodying that and they they took him off the main stage and they're trying to find a uh, secondary stage to showcase him on, <laughs> which, uh, you know, uh, they're not going to lose that money. Right, right, right. They're, right they they right, booked right. him and they paid him. So he, he's got to play somewhere. But, that, <laughs> but the, the, the point is with that is like that type of misogyny is not, I mean, no misogyny is good. I don't know what the point I was trying to make is. Yeah, no, it's, no it, it's, 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 I get what you're saying though, but there's, it, it, this misogyny is accepted. It is accepted. It was. It was actually weird when I heard it, it, like that it showed up on this, because those things sell. But that that's getting into like pop music and and the whole like a pop single, you know mm-hmm. what it's about, and generally it's about sex. Like, yeah. Am I going to get lucky? Yeah. Uh, and how do you sell that? You, a lot of times, but I think that they, you know, this is. To make things a little more boring, um, yeah. <laughs> but the Action Bronson thing wasn't entirely about that because part of it was that it was a public space in Toronto mm-hmm. and they have rules about like what you're allowed to put out in a public space. And that's that's why they felt like they had to change the venue because it was potentially opening yeah. them up to legal action right there. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be there's definitely something to be said for not censoring art, even art that's distasteful to people. But there's also something to be said for letting, you know, public spaces that have legal frameworks for the types of speech that are that are allowed to have that kind of to have that kind of speech restriction. This is this is very different, but it's like it's it's I remember because I was just talking to one of my friends the other day, a debate back in when I was in law school about whether the uh, JAG folks could recruit on campus because that was before Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed. Right. And they were basically Congress basically said, like, you have to or, you know, you're going to lose whatever federal funding you get. So, you know, you had to go to alternate routes, like filling up all their interview slots with people from like, you know, the the gay community and uh, supporters right there to make yeah. sure they couldn't do actual interviews. And this is kind of what they did. They knew that they knew it was very unlikely, I think, that actual legal action was going to keep them off of there. So this yeah. came from, you know, a petition page mm-hmm. and it got change.org. Yeah. It got, yeah. So, it got social media lift. Yeah. It got picked up and they had to do it as a, as a, as a PR action. And that's how they voiced their, their distaste. And I think that, I think that's valid right there. there mm-hmm. that, that there's, there's a reason, especially with the video that he did, you know, and I, I admit I've only watched, I've only read descriptions of it, but I'm like, yeah, we were you both, know, we were I'm like, not I'm not watching, watching that. that. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to go back and watch the stand video. I don't want to watch this video. So it's like, <laughs> or you can just look at the cover Wait, the stand, of that. the uh, Stephen King movie. I don't want to watch that. Either. No, 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 or you look at the, the, the cover of that mixtape has a, 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 a scantily clad woman bent over a um, toilet in a bathroom. In a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. So I think you know I think it was a, <laughs> it was a legitimate use of the uh, yeah, yeah. Of, right. of social media to try to get a yeah. artist that they found objectionable off the stage. Yeah. But you know, so the point being is like this is in in the culture. It is mm-hmm. weird that again uh, to reiterate the point is that it's weird for me that it showed up on this and an album with severe positivity. This oh. is to 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 use the uh, term of uh, Nick from. Uh, from Sylvanessa, this is so super posy. <laughs> like this is like the whole album, but then you dig in like that song in particular. It's like, uh, ooh, yeah. So it's funny we talk about the stuff like there's like there's 
two souls wanted to cover because to me this record is important because number one you have to cover Chance as a rapper. Yep. And then number two you have to cover the social experiment as a band. Yep. Because they're 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 two very separate parts to this. Um, Warm enough, which features No Name Gypsy, who is my favorite yes. rapper in all the universe. And uh, I, was hoping, I was hoping you would. You know it. I'll do that, yeah. of course. And uh, J Cole is on this record too, and it's Chance the Rapper. And uh, the the thing that's important to me about this is um, Chance the Rapper is great if you look at him like Donny Hathaway. I make that comparison all the time to people because Donny was great not by himself. Yeah. If you put Donny Hathaway with Roberta Flack on any song that they ever did together, it's like magical. Like the whole mm. world stops, the universe like commingles, and beautiful things occur. Um, Chance is great because Chance is really good with being vulnerable. Yeah. And um, emotionally vulnerable, especially. And uh, the, the big, there's a big overarching, there's a big arc of a story about, I think Chance fell in love at some point in the last 365 mm-hmm. days. And he had some sex. And in the midst of having falling in love and having sex, he was recording music. And when you listen to stuff like uh, yeah. Warm Enough, when you listen to like Past the Vibes at the end of the That's record, awesome. it's yeah. He's totally uh, in the throes of, you know, having sex and falling in love. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it. He's 22, and this is probably the first time in his life that he's been absurdly wealthy and had the opportunity to, like, yeah. have access to, like, women that he never expected in his wildest dreams he could ever have access to in his life. Right. And this is totally influencing him creatively. It, it's, it's interesting you say how he is, he is uh, very uh, emotionally, like, like, available on these albums. Yeah. Very, you know, and whether or not it's... It's actually true. I mean, every artist is going to play an act, but yeah. like he, he sells it, so yeah. I, I think it is. Yeah, and and I think that is ultimately what sells him because yeah. he ends up talking about. I mean, it's, in this song, he ends up talking about stuff that is like universal. It is like you know, yeah. like as misogynistic as parts of familiar are. Like you said, it's a sad, but dudes have been twenty one before, <laughs> and like. These thoughts may have occurred. Yeah, um, I, I love what he and No Name Gypsy do whenever they work together because No Name Gypsy is like the truth. Like she's like literally the rapping version yeah, of she the is. spoken word truth. Like she gets on a record and she's so like to me she's not a rapper. She's like a poet. Like she like gets on the record and she's like, "This is what women my age who look like me and act like me and talk like me are thinking." Mm. So I'm going to say this and it's going to be blunt and I'm going to. Bam, I'm going to hit you with it. And the way that she like vocalizes young women on this record to me is so important. Like it's not like this kind of like glossy Janae Aiko R&B made for the radio thing. Right. It's like really brutally honest about like falling in love and being with, you know, like and dealing with that and dealing with like trying to articulate what that feels like at that age of your life. Um, to me, J. Cole on this record is really cool. Because he's a little older. Yeah. And so, like, he's clearly past this point. I don't know if it was even done on purpose this way. But, like, Chance is just at the start of it. Uh, no Name Gypsy is kind of like the person that he would ideally be falling in love with. Right, right. And they're having that interplay. And then at the end of it is J. Cole, who's just like, okay, so I've been through this. And looking back on this, these are the things that I've learned. So, to me, warming up is this kind of cool record. And you get this, like, whole, like, circle of love. And what that means at that age. Yeah. So I, I really dug that. Right. And uh, Past the Vibes is funny because it's like this, like, <laughs> it's, it, it's just funny because it's like, it's it's every soul record that, like, 
you listen to when you're trying to like make out with a girl? <laughs> <laughs> like in, I mean, we were in, all, in the eighties, in yeah, the early eighties. Yeah, so like I mean, I don't like but, Levert. Yeah, like every soul record you ever like. Like for me, okay, I used to have this like I could tell the story because it's funny, and uh, it happened to me, and it's legit, and you know uh, I'm not afraid of embarrassing myself. But I had this collection of music that I had called uh, Slow Hits. And I would make these mixtapes. And they were like an hour long. And I had like six. I am not editing this out. I had 16 volumes of slow hits that I made. Because my mother and my grandmother. Damn, playa. Yeah, for real. Like, and, I, and in the midst of making slow hits, there were like three groups that I fell in love with. I fell in love with Curtis Mayfield mm-hmm. as an artist. I fell in love with uh, Isaac Hayes and Hot Buttered Soul mm-hmm. and the Ohio Players. You knew that I really liked somebody if I put a Curtis Mayfield record before an Ohio Players record and then followed up with like a 16-minute record by Isaac Hayes. <laughs> like that that was when you knew that like – Somebody is like, I'm really digging this chick. Cause like, I think it's giving you a lot of credit, sir. Yeah, like that's and no, I was giving myself a lot of credit. I thought I was the man at like 19 years old. I'm like, I'm the man. I am. I will never be greater as a human than at this point where I can play 25 minutes of R&B records and think that I'm really, really cool. Yeah. Like that's what I did. So when I when I listen to Past the Vibes, Past the Vibes is two and a half minutes long. By the way, <laughs> I just want to point this out. That that to me was just really funny because I'm like. I had 25 minutes of the same of the same drum beat, like that same Afro-Cuban drum that he has in that record. I had 25 minutes of that. We're in 2015. Ladies, ladies, Marcus Dowling, 25 minutes, Chance the Rapper, two (laughs) Two and and a half half minutes. (laughs) I I tried. I mean, this is exactly the conversation I wanted to have around this record because it's it's amazing because he's like, you said past the vibes to me. I can't pass the vibes. I'm like, oh god, like these kids—they're well, literally let, trying to make let, like. Let, let's listen to Warm Enough and try to dig our way out of this hole we got in. Because so. we have to fall into it. Because it's on this record for us to fall 16 into. Sixteen volumes. <laughs> yes, this is Warm Enough. Like a rain child, but my body moves like the sun. Go run, tell them rainbow. We painted it 50 shades of gray, stones across the lake. The house in the house, deceptive carnations. Our wedding we announced on Sunday for the holy of it. Solely covet me and you for you and I. I blissfully tethered to simple redeeming when sadness gets worse and we don't know why. Our city is bleeding for crimson. I don't protest, I just dance in my shadows. Hallow be thy empty when my name don't sing. Shallow waters under bridges. Don't forget about me. Who are you to love me and not call me by my name? I'm sunny, I'm sunny, just like, like the sun. Like the sun. Who are you to tell me I can't love you the way mothers love daughters? The way Mary was closest to Joseph and babies is close to the father. 
You don't know me and love got a secret handshake and mad inside jokes. I can tell it's locked now from my heartbeat box. He's inside, folks. Who are you to tell me I don't want you the way flesh wants freedom? The way greed, love, need. The way kings need kingdoms. You don't know what I know, what I'm capable of. What I slave for and traded in favors and give up for you, what I gave up for love. I won't let die. Right before your pedal started, will I choose to give you one last try? Fill your vase up with water. Refusing to neglect you like your father, so I promise that it won't run dry. Good intentions, cause I wanna see us both fly. But I often put me first, and I've been wondering why. I know you probably think you're blessed to have a wonderful guy. And that's the truth, but at the same time, a wonderful lie. Cause to me, you a dime. And I'm still a nickel. And you know niggas say that every coin got two sides. Well, if you knew both minds, I'll show you like what you find. I made mistakes I wanna tell you, but can't make up my mind. As I'm writing this, I see a red balloon in the sky. And to me, that's a sign. Telling me that these lines were meant to be written, repenting in the form of a rhyme. I know the laws are Forgive, I hope you forgive me in time. Um. <laughs> that is warm enough. We have not managed to dig ourselves out of that hole. In fact, yeah. it's just digging deeper. Just going yeah. deeper. Um, I think that's the one thing, though, that, that, that hopefully like grown people will get out of this record. Because I think that if you're 19 years old and you're listening to this Chance the Rapper record, mm-hmm. um, it's one listen. Like You're just happy that Chance the Rapper is making music and he's put it out for you to listen to. So whatever he's putting out, you think is great. But if you're like, I'm, you know, again, I'm 37. You know, We're all over the age of, way over the age of 30 in this room. So it's a different listen for us. And for me, like all of the stuff that's about romance in this record, like spoke to me, like it like stood out, like, like, like just giant. This is an aberration. That's the aberration point of this record. Like, cause there's like stuff in this record that's like cool and like meaningful and mm-hmm. soulful and well done. But then all the stuff when he's just talking about women, like just bam, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. This is the stuff to me that like speaks to me. Cause I'm like, we've all been that age. And it's like, oh. It's almost, it's funny. Cause, yeah. Paul, we were talking about this. Is, I have this weird nervous tick where I just end up watching rom-coms. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a nervous tick. <laughs> I'm going to define it as a nervous tick. <laughs> well, if you, have, if you have Netflix, it's just, it's Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, <laughs> shit. There's a, you know. Uh, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it is, it's just very, like, uh, juvenile, like, view of relationships, of romance, of love and stuff. Yeah. That is, again... Everybody goes through. Yeah, because I'm jaded. I'm almost forty. Yeah, jaded. Like I can't understand. Like I, I listen to that. I listen to the album, and I, I listen. I, all those records like made me feel really, really young again. And I was like, yeah, awkward. That's what I was. I thought. And that's why you watch rom coms, though, is because it is the basis. It's a, the no. stu- Come on, Paul. No, I'm not. I'm not signing <laughs> off on this no. connection right here. No, no, because because it is no no fever pitch for you. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> of all the rom-coms Ooh. to choose, you're gonna take one that's like a terrible adaptation of a Nick Hornby well, book. That, that's why. That's why I chose it. <laughs> it's the, the <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so. This means you've seen it. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There it is. See, yeah. And, and so, like you said, it, it is. Yeah, it's it's a refreshing, uh, youthful. 
Yeah. Like, now we sound like vampires. <laughs> like, ooh, <laughs> like, 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 we'll suck the youth out of this. Up, not, but No, it does. Like, seriously, like, for me, like, it, it's weird. Because, you know, like, I, I write about EDM a lot. So I, I always say, like, I, I write about music for people half my age. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it's weird, like, because I'll listen to, like, a lot of that stuff. And it's just so vapid and disposable. And I can't, I can't emotionally connect to it. Mm-hmm. And then I listen to this album and I emotionally connect to the entire damn thing. Yeah. And, and it makes me feel like I'm like 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. I'm right in that age range listening to this record. And I'm like, oh, God, wow. Like, yeah, he has yeah. no idea what's about to happen. Like, because I think of like when I'm like 21, I go, yeah, like, you know, when you're 21, you, you're like, man, I'll never be this age again. And then when you get to be like 30, you think back, man, I wish I was 21. <laughs> and then when you get to be almost 40, you're like, Man, I would give my right you arm. Don't, you don't want to know what happens after 40. Yeah, I want to like, because I'm like listening to this and I'm like, man, I would give my right arm to be like 16 again, like listening to like really awesome R&B and thinking that like this is the best music ever made. And, mm. and if I could be like a rapper and like have a band and try to make those records again mm-hmm. and be able to like put a modern spin on it. Oh, man. Living the dream. Living the dream. I, I think you hit on something and, and we're... Uh... We gotta start wrapping up our discussion yeah. of the album because otherwise we'll just run in circles. Uh, and I and I to be clear, you can't buy this album, but mm-hmm. I, I think we all fully endorse it. Like, oh, yeah. there's Download like this is for free. Uh, it's important. Um, uh, but you hit on something is that the it it resonates emotionally, mm-hmm. which I think is the point of any good music, good art, or whatever, and doesn't very often does not hit the mark. Um, I, I think, I suspect this will resonate uh, like universally emotionally, oh, not yeah. just kids at his age, people our age, but mm-hmm. like across the board. There's enough in there. I've been reading a lot about <clears throat> people say that that acid rap wasn't a hip hop album, and this isn't a rap album, and uh, I think that's okay. Why classify it? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> if it's a good, it's yeah. good music, who cares? But but that gets us to the last thing that I want to talk about uh, about this album and about Chance the Rapper is this he is literally a new paradigm for how people should be doing stuff going forward. At tour, I talked about like he's self funded. He has like investor money. Yeah, this is like he has his, he is a brand, and and instead of trading though on it just being like here's my chance to rapper socks he's saying well i have all these creative friends and and this youthful energy and we're going to do this to create good art that will last far beyond if i was a venture capitalist and chance to rapper came to me and was like yeah so there's me i'm 22 and there's me and my other friends and we're all the same age and we could be doing this for like the rest of our lives we just want you to like invest in like a tour yeah that's a no-brainer it's like the ultimate no-brainer yeah. of music, like especially since for VCs, like the funding someone's tour is like it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, wait, I'm talking to guys up in Silicon Valley who are asking me for a hundred times as much money. Yeah, sure, hundred <laughs> grand. Like this will be fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and they do goofy stuff. Like like the last chance tour is great. They toured college campuses. And on each college campus, they made specific Chance the Rapper T-shirts that matched the the the, the logo and the mascot. Of the college they were at. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know if you're like at like that's what I said. That's what you. Yeah. That's what you do. Like, yeah, that's what you do. Like people complain like this album's for free, but yet he's making all the money. But have they 
has he given out any light up bracelets that save someone's life after a car accident? No, Tay Tay's doing it all. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. (laughs) Tay Tay saves lives. We we can talk about that afterwards. But yeah, Tay Tay's out there saving lives. Okay. She's making, she's giving Kendrick Lamar number one singles. Oh, 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 Tay Tay. Tay Tay. Got it. Tay Tay. Yeah, I mean, um, is this like? Do you think this is the new pop? Like what the new pop should be? Absolutely, absolutely. To me, it's the to me it's the the logical progression of where like there's a there's a period between like 1970 and like 1978 where like R and B was incredible, and like every artist was like free and vocal and excited and making unique music and. You know, that, like, extends over to, like, you know, AM pop. We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. There's this era. It's just great. And it kind of died when, like, you know, it just became, like, corporate schlock music. And we kind of, like, are slowly starting to get out of that again. Yeah. And I think this is where we're headed. I mean, like, for as many Chance the Rappers and Kendrick Lamar's as there are, like, you're going to see a whole generation now of legit, actual mainstream pop stars who are going to get inspired by what these cool urban artists are doing. And are going to move in the exact same direction. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people just being free to make, like, cool music that's, like, legitimately inspired by stuff that they want to do is where we're going. I don't, I, I hope so. But, look, the, the history of music and of any art is that somebody, what? a truly what? iconoclastic, does something cool. <laughs> and then it gets co-opted by the people with a lot of money. And then you get a lot of copycats. Who's going to co-opt? And then who's, so, who's, how can you how, co-opt but you can't co-opt the You can't co-opt the vibe. You can co-opt the sound. The sound, sounds are always co-opted. Like if, but, it, if, it actually crea- if it actually creates a sea change, then that means that copycats get funded by people with a lot of money. The, that money gets to more ears than this ever will. Yeah. However cool it is, yeah. like this is still something no, that no. people who know music know is right. happening. But people who just turn on the radio or who just you know flip on their Pandora yeah. don't know is happening yeah. for the most by the, for the most part. So it's not mainstream. The mainstreaming the mainstreaming of the sound comes with the next wave, and the next wave is the wave that has the money behind cool. it usually. So. To me, this is a, a strange point, and uh, it's probably a good way to, like, for me in my head wrapping this up, is we're at a point where, like, mainstream music exists and has, like, a ceiling. Uh, there's this underground thing now, or whatever you want to call it, necessarily underground, that has no ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, like, both of these things exist and are extraordinarily viable. The ceiling that mainstream music has is, you know, millions and millions of dollars. The ceiling that underground music has is hundreds of thousands of dollars. But you can they can they can compete with each other now. And it's a fun competition to watch. Because Chance the Rapper will make hundreds of thousands of dollars off this record. Um there will be a, a we don't even know this rapper's name that will be signed by Arista Records. And we'll make a million dollars, bam, doing the same thing in a year and a half. And I kind of am okay with that. Like because yeah, you have to be. I don't have a problem with it, because I think I think it's I think we live in the most democratized music space that has ever existed, and it's awesome. And I don't have a problem with you know people continuing to to make money making lesser music. It's just the way it is. As long as the people who actually have the vision are free to do that, and that's the real influence I'm seeing right there. I don't see that it's going to be a sea change in pop music. It's going to be that handful of really talented artists who hear this and are like, 
wait, I can do the same thing, and then they make more underground stuff Ooh. like this. They start themselves out. Yeah. It's not going to change the space entirely, I don't think, but it is going to make more cool stuff out there. Kanye West now has um, the, the, the Kendrick record and the Chance the Rapper record to listen to in his head. And he has to now make. A, we said a this album. about Kendrick. Like, yeah. what's Kendrick thinking? What's now, Chance thinking? Yeah. Like, now, 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 like I said, like now, Kanye West is sitting here with these two records just banging around in his head. Yeah. And he has to make a, a record that will do, you know, what a Kanye West record does. I just want to make sure. That I always want to use that as like leave that as a thing for people to think about because the Kanye record is the most important record of the year. No, it's not. Well, it, no, but for for the purposes of mainstream, not, not this year. For the purposes of mainstream culture, to me, uh, okay, yeah. For the yeah, purposes right. of culture, for popular culture, yeah. okay. The Kanye West record is the most important record of the year. He has these two records now banging around in his head, and God knows what he's going to make. But it's going to be influenced by both of those records, like a like a Nissan commercial. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! God. So, so that's your Savage. final. That's your final thoughts on the record, Paul. Yeah. What, what, what are your final thoughts here? Yeah, if you could buy it, I'd buy it, but you don't have to. So do it. Yeah, just yeah, listen to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, just fucking listen to it, man. If you don't like it, that's cool. Uh, don't come over here. Because <laughs> it'll probably be playing and you'll have to listen to it. Yeah, you'll probably have to listen to it, so that that'll be awkward for everybody. But uh yeah, I'm I did not go into twenty fifteen with high expectations. And consistently uh and this is gonna be going the fifth year we've run the site. Uh the set are we going into the third year of the podcast or second? Oh no, it's more than two. This yeah, it's third year of the podcast. Yeah, it's the third sure. year we've been running the podcast, and consistently over the past few months, getting my mind blown, uh, <laughs> my great music, and this is just another one. It is like drop it in the mind blown category. Um, so yeah, you guys are funny kid. Huh? Funny kid making music. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It all for surf. Uh, as usual, every week, we even though this one's running long, but it's okay. We were off last week. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we like to try to feature a track, uh, maybe a smaller artist, uh, maybe not a small artist. This week is is not a small artist by talent. I think uh, this is a guy who's actually uh, friendly with. He was on the podcast last week. Talking about Louis Weeks, just had his uh, release show. Uh, in fact, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the album is out now. Uh, also free. Although you you can give Louis money for this, um, so that that's a whole different thing, um, you know. But he uh, shopped this uh, a little background. He shopped this around to labels, uh, not quite where Chance is with stuff. Yeah. Um, shopped this around labels and um, didn't get a lot of bites. And then basically said, "Well, it needs to come out," and it does. So 
Uh, the name of that album is Haha. Ha. The name of the song I want to play off this is my favorite song on the album. We uh, sort of teased it in the last podcast, but this is uh, White Moth.
that's White Moth. It's off Louis Week's Ha Ha. Uh, Paul, I don't think you've heard it yet. Uh, it's out now, if you're listening to this on Tuesday. You heard it yes, once it over. Uh, amazing record uh, by a super talented musician. They played a show here, played a show in New York. Hopefully, though, we'll get out on tour. And will somebody please fucking buy his record so he can, like, you know, he makes his living doing music, uh, but it would be super groovy if he could make his living doing the music that he makes to put out for you guys to listen to. Yes. So, uh, so get that. Get Chance the Rapper. It's free. Yeah. Give him the numbers. Download it. I know, Paul, you hate iTunes. Fuck it. <laughs> but I do, do hate iTunes. Um, and, that, and that is it. That is about our podcast for this week. Uh, Marcus, thank you as always for coming back down. Of course. I think the next time you'll be on is our Grateful Dead podcast, which is oh, yeah. going to be amazing. I'm uh, so ready for that. That's coming up. Uh, we're going to be hanging out. Paul, you don't have to be on it, but you can hang out. Yeah, yeah right? I think I might just hang out. You might just hang out for that. Check out that, uh, uh, that Bob Weir documentary on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yep. Is it all about short shorts? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, coming up next week, I think we're going to do uh, some girl pull. I think we might uh, throw the Soak album up in there because they're both pretty short albums. Okay. Uh, we have our – we're not going to do a top ten mid-year this year. I don't even know if we're going to do a top ten at the end of the year. What we're going to do is something you you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you suggested, uh, Paul, was to do a uh, stuff we missed or stuff that you might have missed as a listener. So we're going to try that. Uh, might actually hit you up, Marcus, just to yeah. – to, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll read it. A prepared statement. Absolutely. If you don't feel like something, um, and then a couple more interviews. Uh, heard a new album from Sarah Curtin the other day. She's a local musician. Uh, great album. So we're gonna try to get that out. Still got Mitten Fields. Uh, lots of stuff. Had a week off, and now we're back. So awesome. Awesome. So uh, as always, be good to your ears, and more importantly, be good to your people. We will talk to you in about seven days. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>